Welcome to the Yakerjack Podcast, episode 28. What's up, buddy? Evening, sir. So, I want to say this right before we get going. Um, say it. There is something to be said for, like, mobile mobile broadcasting, mobile recording, whatever you want to call it. Like, it's it's fun to do. Like, when you're either here or we travel somewhere and do it elsewhere. But there is nothing, nothing like the comfort of this computer chair in my own home <laughs> to do this in. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Sitting outside on the back patio was nice change of uh, oh, nice change of pace. Setting, absolutely. you know. Yeah. Couldn't see it from where we were sitting, but AT&T Stadium literally in the backdrop. Yeah. It was uh, was a good weekend. It was. It was. Shouldn't have dropped the uh, Oklahoma State game, but, you know, it is what it is. Can't win them all. No, you can. Well, you can. You just don't. Um, on that note, did you watch the, or listen to the Murray, first Murray State game today? I listened to a, a hair over a third of it. I listened through the fourth inning and then I was out of pocket until I guess the eighth, middle of the eighth. And I know I listened to the finish. So, first inning home run. First inning, second pitch home run. Yeah. It, I don't know. I I know it was two weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah. You have flashes back to the (laughs) first, the James Madison Friday night game. You're like, holy shit. Like, Hagen Smith's about to lose it. Kid ties the record for the strikeouts at the school a week ago. And then comes, and comes home and shits the bed. <laughs> it's a lead-off Potent- home run. Potentially has, yeah. They God. did not score. Where, where did, I, didn't see, I didn't see the pitch. Where was it? Did he hang something? Did he throw it down the pipe? What was it? I wasn't watching. I knew it was, I knew it was oppo. Yeah. I know it was oppo, so I assume it was a little bit on the outer third of the plate. But It's just, it's... But like I said, didn't give him another run the rest of the game. So, I mean, if you go, you know, I guess there's something to be said. If you're going to let him score one run, let it be the first run, the first batter of the game, maybe. That's, I'm sure, so I missed, surely that's a saying. I missed how we scored and win. And I, I, when I say I listened, when I say I listened through the fourth, I did take a phone call in the, Second or third inning. So if that's when it happened, I want yeah, I missed it. It was in the second, so I definitely missed it. So Jones doubled. Okay. So <clears throat> I wasn't paying that close attention, I guess, because I didn't realize that uh <laughs> Um, 
Murray State only had one other hit. Uh, that's wild. Yeah. First first batter hits a freaking shot, and then they get one more hit the rest of the game. That's tough. That is... And only had, they only walked two, so they only had... Minus the home run, because I don't think he counts as a base runner. You had three base runners. All yeah. Game. So... Hagen Smith, fun fact, after today, um, he, so he struck out 12. Um, he is two strikeouts away from tying Kevin Copps for sixth all-time in program history. Two strikeouts away? From tying Kevin Copps, yeah. So three from breaking it. From yeah, if he gets three, he'll be sixth. He'll bump Kevin Cops down to seventh. Yeah. What's the leader sit at? Do you know? Uh, I have no idea. It's a good question. We can look it up. So I was listening to obviously you listen to the same people I listen to. Um, did you hear the Wewa Aloy stat that they gave? No. So I was still in the car, so it was early. So it was probably it had to been around the fourth inning. Um, it was either, I think it was his third at bat, second or third at bat. He had seen nine pitches and swung at eight of them. Yeah. And Carpenter made a point to say that at least at least three of them were well off the like well off the plate like he the one he he fouled one off down the right field line no it wasn't a foul it was i think it might have been later in the game i don't know what it was he half swung at one and blooped it into right field and the guy was playing short and caught it he said that ball was a 10 inches off the plate And they made a comment. I, you probably heard it too. Um, maybe we're paying attention, but made a comment that a, a swinging bat, a live bat, is a dangerous bat. But which I agree with, as long as you're making contact. But this dude is swinging. He's Javier Baez 2.0. This dude is swinging at anything. He's swinging every unless it's in the dirt and bouncing to the fucking backstop. This kid is so winging. And I have mixed, I have mixed feelings about it. Like I'm, I'm all about swinging the bat. I'd rather he, I wish Kendall Diggs would swing more than Kendall Diggs swings, but I also wish Aloy would swing, be a little bit more selective of what we're swinging at. I mean, he had two hits. He did. So that's when, that's why it's tough to say anything and like, Oh, it's not. No, no, that's not true. It's not because just because I mean, just because the kid had two hits doesn't mean there's not. You can't criticize. I mean, dude, like he he also leads the team in strikeouts. Like, I mean, yeah, he by a, swings and everything by a lot. I mean, I was looking at it the other day, actually. Um, I had <clears throat> I had it pulled up and his 
Let me get back to it because it's actually pretty stupid. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure that... Uh, I'm sure it hasn't changed that much over since what Monday that I was looking at it. Right. If I can get if I could get D one to load, um that would be pretty cool. Uh here They're talking like they're setting Gackle up to be a uh closer. I wanna yeah, I know yeah, well he got hit a save today. I'm just curious why Gage Wood has been seeing MIA time something that i guess there's something that they don't like or something i'm not real sure well has he pitched since friday night in arlington since then no i didn't think so no he pitched against james madison but um i mean maybe Maybe I'm an idiot, but I can't remember how to get back to... Oh, there it is. There it is. This... Oh, my God. This fucking website, man. <laughs> it is so difficult to navigate. <sighs> Either way, I mean... I. It's it is just uh, disappointing because of how highly touted he was supposed to be. Yeah, especially on the bat. So we talked about before how his uh, defensive percentage was less than impressive. Yeah, was, I mean, we knew that coming in though. I mean, that was right. I mean, that was. I feel like his, his. I think it's switched. His defensive performance has been, I don't want to say impressive, but more solid, a lot more solid than the bat has been. Um, Minus his Derek Jeter wannabe throw in Arlington that he, I don't think he's strong enough to do. This is to say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it like good, but yes, yeah, he's been serviceable defensively. Um, so I don't know. I don't actually know if this has updated for today. So Aloy is sitting at 11 strikeouts in 37 plate appearances. The next highest on the team is Ben McLaughlin at six. And Aloy had how many? Eleven. He had well. Neither of those two you just mentioned had any strikeouts today. Okay, so McLaughlin's sitting at thirty-five plate appearances with six Ks. Aloy's at thirty-seven plate appearances, so only two more, two more plate appearances with eleven five, Ks. Five more strikeouts. McLaughlin is also batting three ten. Right. And Aloy is batting. Just take a guess. Just fucking guess. 192. 182. <laughs> I was close. <laughs> I was close. Yeah. Yeah. So, not great. 
You want to know? I mean, I'm not, I'm not just not writing off his two hits today, but his two hits were, I, based on the radio commentary, the first hit through the shortstop was a hard hit ball. Um, everything he makes contact with is going to be hard hit, but everything he made contact with this past weekend was hard hit. It just happened to be hard hit, you know, directly at, at somebody. Right. Yeah, directly at someone. I mean. What do you think about Wilmsmeyer going over with a, with a K? Not surprising. Did you did you listen to the? He's batting two sixty nine, which is I mean, game at all? It, no. So they had Dave on there, and he said that they look at Wells Myers essentially. He said these are our second leadoff guy. He's like, we need him. We need his bat to get going. And he's like, he didn't like. He, yeah, he didn't play on against Grambling. He goes, it's not because he's in trouble. Like he knows he's our guy. He's our by far our best center fielder we have. He said, but sometimes. When you're having issues with the plate, watching it from the side slows the game down for you. Yeah. And helps you turn a page. And he's like, we need him we need him to turn a page. Well, to be fair, regardless of like I say, he's batting two sixty nine. It's not it's not it's not one eighty two. But it's not awful. Um with his speed, that 269, 269 average turns into a lot of runs. Right. I mean, we know he steals a lot. Also, it can't be discounted either. Like, I get, you know, we look at these offensive stats and everything, but Wilmsmeyer playing center can't, can't be discounted because – if you hit the ball to center field, bro, the dude's going to run it down. Like, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, just that play made against James Madison, that was that was wild. That dude yeah. covered a lot of ground to get to that. I mean, that was, that's a left center ball. That's, I mean, nine times out of ten, that's a gapper. Well, there was a play like that this weekend. I don't remember who it was, who it was against, which game it was, but there was a game like that where he um, – he was damn near in left field. Yeah. He covers some ground, that's for sure. Yeah. We're leaving a lot of people on base. I know we tied it when Murray State left the same number we did, six piece, but it's tough leaving six on base when you hit seven, when you have seven hits and leave six on. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's been a problem for a couple of years now. Um, what's but, the what's the what's the common denominator in all that, Ted? I mean, I don't want to trash talk nobody, but I mean, we've talked about it. I think it's time to make a hitting. Coach I actually change. had this conversation. I had this conversation with someone the other day. If we didn't break the school record for home runs a few years ago, and finish the season with like the most home runs in D one of any D1 school. Um, and if we didn't have the the big inning stat or whatever from last year, um, where we had we had more four, four or more run innings than any other team in the country. Um, the thing is, if we didn't have stats like that, he wouldn't be here. 
Right. So, like, do I think it's time to make a change? Like, personally, yeah, probably. But also, just, just, just to be fair, by by the end of the season, man, we we score a shit ton of runs. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like you know, well, we talked about an Arlington. With, that it seems that for the last several years, and we talked about Stovall swing. We talked about uh, Robert Moore, Casey Robert Martin. Moore swing, Casey Martin swing. And it seems like everybody every time anybody gets to play, they're swinging for the fence instead of a what Diggs is doing this year. Yeah, yeah. And if it, I, I think it's just a bad approach. I think it's a bad the thing problem, to put, in, put in a kid's head that that's what, and I'm not saying that's it. That's just what it seems like. I'm not saying that's what he's telling. Like go go hit over the fence every time you get to play. Like that should. Well, be, I, I'll tell you what the issue is. At, at the end of the day, so you remember how we lost to Oklahoma State? How runners we did? Second, yeah, runners on second and third, one out. Kid lays down. I mean. Oh, yeah, he didn't yeah, have to yeah. lay down Please. a good bunt. He just lays down right. a bunt. Yeah, squeezed it, yeah. You know, we would never do that. Right. We don't do that. That's not in our that's not in our repertoire. That's not something that we do. But why not? Why right. not? No, I, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying, like, that's part of the approach. The approach is we hit the fucking ball. Like we don't, you know. Well, guess the other thing about it too, did. that no, so no. put a hit, put a hit in the hit column for that boy. No, I get it. I'm just saying, like, I'm just talking about, like, that's 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 why we don't do it. The that's other thing about it too, like though, it. is that is that the other thing about the approach is why you have guys that we t- also talked about this weekend is why you have everybody in the lineup. Well, there's a couple guys that do it more than others, but everybody in the lineup, it does not matter where the first pitch is. I'm I'm staring at it. I'm going to look at it. Oh, that drives me nuts. That first pitch might be the best pitch you see for the entire weekend. 100%. And but it's the first pitch, well, so I have to I have to look at it. At one point late in the game, uh, they were talking about uh, not super late. I'm my innings are all jacked up in this game today, but they before the starting pitcher for Murray State got pulled, um, like eight or ten of his eight eight of ten or ten of twelve of his pitches, eighty percent of the last ten that he threw were sliders on the outside of the plate because yeah. they were they're diving at him and swinging at him. something why start just like kevin cops why start throwing whatever whatever you call that pitch cutter sweeper whatever if it's working why stop throwing it so it was working because we're diving at it and swinging at shit well i mean that it's sometimes thing, like, catches so- a corner and sometimes doesn't so i mean so it's the thing like so little place. The way I look at it is like this. 
if you got a guy like Diggs who stares at five pitches before he swings, every pitch I throw you is going to be a strike. I'm going to make you swing at this ball. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, you have a guy like Aloy. I will if I hit the strike zone, I've fucked up. Oh, absolutely. I have. No, I've not, done something wrong. You're not seeing anything in the zone. <laughs> no, no. I will walk you. Well, the five thing about times Diggs a game too, before I ever throw you anything in the strike zone. I'm gonna throw you fastballs down the fucking pipe until you swing at one and hopefully miss. Yeah. And then I'm gonna throw you shit outside because you're swinging. Then once I get you to once once you get Diggs to swing that first time. He's coming, he's swinging again. But the thing is, is, it's so easy to get Diggs behind in the count because he doesn't fucking swing. It's right. so easy to get Aloy behind in the count because he does fucking swing. Like, that's our, like, that's the issue. Like, we're always going to be, you might as well not even throw the first pit. Just let our guys just start, start at a three, two fucking, count. Just start, or just start 01. Yeah. Just start 01. Cause every, every time you get up there is going to be 01 before it's anything else. What you just brought up brings me to another point that I can't stand. The uh the three oh take. You know you know what he's gonna you know what's coming. He's throwing meat down the pipe. If he and if he can't control it, then it's gonna be a ball. Yeah, well that's what they're looking the for. The fucking plate. They're looking for walks, is what it is. God, I hate that. I mean I They're looking for walks so that when I the get, next you guy comes runners, up, you can get yeah. I get that, but it's like, I I like three O to me is like the O O. Like you're getting the more likely you're getting the best he's got. Yeah, you're getting a fastball. Yeah, I don't like the I don't like the three O take. The difference is I understand the three O take a lot more than I understand the O O take. I I mean I agree with that hundred percent. I just like I'm I'm at the end of the day like I I. Not necessarily agree with it 100 percent of the time, but at least three zero, I get it. Like you're, you're so far <laughs> ahead in the count at three zero that like why not just take the strike and and on the off chance you get the base, you know what I mean? But but, it, at, but I mean if, at, at but if, it's, if like that three zero is there, fucking be behind, fucking daddy hack at that thing and just see what fucking happens. If it if no, it's no, no, right like there, said, no, no, no. Like I said, I I agree with you on a personal level, but I understand the three Oh take infinitely more than right. like, Hey, right. go up there and watch the first three pitches he throws just to see, see where all at. three of them right down the fucking middle. <laughs> just see if you can find one better than right down the middle. Right. Like one's I, at 92, that's, that's one's at 93 and one's at 89. Pick one. Yeah. That's, that's the, what I don't get the three Oh, like I'm, I'm, I get it. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I get it. But just walking up there first first pitch and just nope, I have to stare at it no matter what it is. Fuck you. Like Yeah, it drives me nuts. Yeah. You know who you know who it's funny to say this. So Jared Sprague Lot has the best batting average on the team by a lot. Like it's not close. Right. Um he's batting like four fifty, four sixty, something stupid. Maybe it might be like four thirty. Anyway, it's it's stupid. Um, his first first pitch that he saw in a Razorback uniform, he knocked it out of the fucking park. Yeah, he wasn't staring at nothing. First pitch, <laughs> no, just let a rip, boy. First pitch, I dare you, son. 
I yeah. dare you. <laughs> come at me again. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't come at me again because I'm halfway around second base right now. So, <laughs> right. You know. Right. Uh, yeah. What do you think of pitching? I mean, obviously Smith was good. Frank apparently hit two people, but apparently would I mean, did other than those two? Did they only allowed and, two hits? I mean, I can't. Yeah. There's not a lot to complain about the hitting batters yeah. and and the walks. I mean, the fact is, is They're we're going to do that. We're going to do that because. A lot of our guys throw fucking gas, but they're not very <laughs> accurate. Did you see that um, Hagen Smith, Gabe Gackle, and... Oh, who was it? It wasn't... Oh, my God. I can't remember who the third one was. They did the... Um, they did the... Uh, 98 and above or whatever. Arkansas is the only school that had three guys in that on that wow. list. It was Hagen Smith, Gabe Gackle, and somebody else. I can't remember who it was, who the third one was. Oh, who would you let's see. I don't know. I can just pull up Arkansas Twitter. I'm sure it's on there. That's where I saw it at. So But it was a few days ago. I'm trying to think of I want to throw a name out. Um, I'm going to throw a name out, but some of these dudes, some of these dudes don't throw very hard. No. <laughs> uh, Dave was also talking about the speaking of pitch and throwing hard. Um, he said the one of the grambling pitches of the day. He's like, I don't know how he did it, but he threw an off speed that was in the fifties. He's like, I don't think he goes. He's like, Bubba, I'd like you understand like how difficult that is to at this level, how hard it is to throw a speed or throw a pitch that slow. I'm like, fifty my they had one guy that was pitching the other day for Grambling that was that I saw who's was topping out at 73-74. It was um it was Jake Faraday was the the third one on the list. Okay. That makes sense. I remember saying I remember we were, when they had that uh when he pitched in Arlington, they had that radar gun going and like I was I think we were I know I was shocked when I saw him touching mid to upper mid nineties just because of his size. Like he just, I mean, I get he's long, but fuck. He's a, he's a string bean. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Gabe Gackle, Hagen Smith and Jake Faraday got on, I, I guess it's the, it's the uh, D one baseball heat sheet. And Gackle and Hagen Smith were actually at 99. Wow. Um, I don't have a whole, I mean, honestly, I, uh, when conference play starts, I'll have a lot more college baseball to talk about. I don't really have, I mean, Florida, Florida had a pretty good, um, 
game one uh, against Miami today. That's a that was a good one. Um, LSU's up six to one on Texas right now. Yeah, I can't say I'm surprised. I was hoping that game would be closer, but LSU also has a stacked freaking lineup. So, yeah. Uh, Powell, number fifteen for UT, is a senior. He's <laughs> he has a four eighty six average. Is three for three today. Nice. Their lead UT's leadoff batter. His batting average, he's 0 for 3 today, but his batting average is 529. So, um, do you want to mention before we... Uh, well, I have one I want to mention, and, and then I, I, want to, I want you to bring up the Louisiana thing. Um, but before you do that, uh, KU, Uh-oh. small, you know, small school. Uh, not a lot of people have heard of it, you know. Um, they beat Texas Southern today. They didn't score 32 runs on them. Um, <laughs> scored 11, though. But they did beat Texas Southern today, 11 to 2. <laughs> so that was... That was good. That was good for them. I'm I'm proud of them. I don't even know what they've done for a season. I'll see if I can get it. They're four and four. Yeah, they had a bit of a rough weekend last weekend at that. Uh, where were the, where were they at? Round Rock, maybe. Round Rock. Yeah, they went one and two. So, um, I have one more KU thing, and then I need you to tell me about this pitcher. Uh, Big Game Boomer put out a list. Yesterday, I guess. What was today? Yeah, yesterday. The top 25 most expensive college towns to live in. So number one is Boulder, Colorado. I don't think that's accurate. I don't think that's accurate. Boulder's... It may not be the most expensive okay as many as many as many schools as there are in california i i doubt boulder is number one literally number one what's more surprising to me though is who sits at number 22 who is it the kansas jayhawks really is Lawrence that expensive? I mean, I just got the list pulled up. I wouldn't. No, I mean, it wasn't in 2004, 5, and 6. Okay, well, Tuscaloosa is 25. Is Lawrence more What's expensive more so- than Tuscaloosa? I've never been to Tuscaloosa, so I don't. I mean, I. Well, I've been would, to both. It, it would, and I it would, would rather spend. I would rather would. spend my Saturday afternoon in in Tuscaloosa. No offense. Um. 
was more shocking. There's two that are more shocking. Two, like, right off the bat, just looking at the list, that are more shocking to me um, that they're ahead of KU is Boise State and Wisconsin. Well, Boise State for sure, but Madison, isn't Wisconsin in Madison? Yeah. I don't, I, that's not that surprising to me. That it, Not that it's, maybe that it, the fact that it's ahead of places like Rutgers is a little surprising, but the fact that Wisconsin's on the list isn't really surprising. I mean, Ohio State shocks me a little bit because Ohio's a fucking dumpster fire. Yeah, but Columbus is a big – Columbus is bigger than a lot of the cities on this list, I think. Well, I mean, does big cities correlate more expensive? I mean, if it does, that's uh, fine. I think so. I think so. I mean, New York and L.A. are two of the most expensive places to live in this country. Right? I mean – so why is UCLA not on here? Right, that's what I'm saying. There's a honestly because you, because here? <laughs> because you could probably fill this list if it was actually like by the numbers. This list would probably just be California schools. Yeah, I mean, Austin, I, I get UT Austin's Austin's expensive shit. I don't get it. I mean, it may not be a number two. In a legitimate actual list, Austin is more expensive expensive. than fucking Berkeley. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, not on this actual list, like a a legitimate list of whatever you're going to base it off of. Like, UT probably wouldn't be there, but UT is not surprising. Yeah, San Francisco, like, no, I mean, definitely not. But I would put uh, UT would be in probably my top 25. Well, yeah, but I just, I mean, the list is just kind of good. Yeah, I was just, it was interesting to me that Lawrence was on there, was was really what I was getting at. That is, because Lawrence isn't a, I mean, you take the college population out of there, you drop 35,000 kids, and, I mean, you're at 50, 55,000 population. I mean, that's still a decent-sized city, though. I mean, it's like, it's like Conway. No, it ain't. What are you talking about? Conway ain't that big. Let's look. Conway ain't no fifty-five thousand people without the without the school. I'm close. Hang on. No, you ain't. Twenty twenty census. Was sixty four thousand one thirty four. How many kids go to the school? What's the population? No oh my god! Twelve thousand. I maybe let me check the Lawrence because I'm, I'm wouldn't be shocked if I'm wrong on it, but. Yeah, Lawrence population is ninety five thousand. Yeah, it's it's changed. And KU is twenty eight. So 
to 100,000 so, people. So, I mean, it's so yeah, you know, it's, double it's, the size of Conway, you know, no big yeah, deal. No, it is, but I'm good with that. I'll be wrong, I'm fine. <laughs> Still, I, mean, though, I don't think. I just don't think don't Lawrence know. isn't where you where I think of when I think of a list of the most expensive places, college towns to live in. Well, who's it? Is it like for college? Is it the most expensive for college students? Is it most expensive for now that? Yeah, now that for maybe. me and you to go live in is it mostly like who's it most expensive for? Yeah, what's your I don't demographic know. on this list? Because if I went to move, like if I went, could I go like the house I'm sitting in right now in Lawrence? I probably, I probably couldn't afford. Okay, so I pulled up the comments to see what the deal is, and the first comment says, "This list is unfortunately invalid, considering neither UCLA or USC are on here." Boomer says, "Major cities were excluded from the list." Why? Then it's not a legitimate fucking list. Well, if major cities were excluded from the list, then it's not the most expensive college. I, would, I mean. In. I consider Austin kind of a major city. hundred percent. I consider it's a metropolis, but it's a major city. It's the fucking consider, capital of Texas, for God's sake. Yeah, I consider. Um, well, maybe that's a. I was going to say Arizona, but I think it's in a suburb. Austin's twice the size of Minneapolis. And Minneapolis isn't on there. <laughs> um, Boomer got this bored said, in a stupid fucking list. This dude said tuition at BYU is like $4 a semester and a promise to say your prayers in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um, This dude said, you make strange, inaccurate lists. LOL. <laughs> State College, Pennsylvania is not an expensive place to live. Uh, steep drop-off from number four to the rest of the pack. Yeah. This person said, Bama is cheap. Um Georgetown and Tulane apparently are pretty expensive. They're not on the list. This dude said he pays $350 in rent in Lawrence. Yeah, like for college students, it's it's cheap to live. It's, I mean... This dude said, Ohio State does not belong on the list. I get $2 doubles half the days of the week. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, his uh, he sh like if you're gonna make a list like this, like say for, what's your demographic you're you're directing this at, and put a caveat on there like, hey, I left very large metropolitan areas out well, of this. But this but this dude in the comment says eight of these are in are in major metro areas. Then this other dude said, my favorite thing about these lists is opening the comments and knowing the first comment is absolutely going to shit on the list. <laughs> you know, that's my favorite part too, bud. <laughs> that is my favorite part too. I like the, 
his vote a couple of tweets up. Where would you rather send your kids to school? Florida, Florida State, Miami, or UCF? Um, Florida, Florida State, Miami, or UCF to go just to go to school? Yeah. Oh God, not Miami. Hell no. It'd be, Florida, it'd be Florida or Florida State. Yeah. Those, so Florida had the most. UCF is second. Florida State is third. Miami's last. I'd probably do Florida State. I feel like Tallahassee is like, I don't know. I've never been to either, but I, f- I just, just on with like zero knowledge about it at all, I feel like Tallahassee is a slightly nicer place than Gainesville. Yeah. I could be completely wrong. Like I said, I've never been to either of those cities. So, good grief! All right, you want to talk about this picture? Tell me. So I log into Twitter this evening, waiting on you, and the first thing that pops up in my Twitter feed is a eleven point seven baseball podcast tweet video. Raging Cajuns pitcher coming off the field. Who after who after we both watched the video and reviewed it, he says, coming off the field before he gets done, I says, what the fuck are we doing? What appears to be the pitching coach approaches him and grasps his shirt in the chest area and folds it like he's obviously going to push him against a wall, which he kind of does, and Pitcher says, I've got four fucking pitches. And pitching coach responds with, I call the fucking pitches. Two more coaches step in. Pitching coach steps away. And an older hold on, coach. What is, be, hold on. What is presumed to be the pitching coach? We don't. Yes, presumed to be the pitching coach. We don't coach, know that. Steps away. Or disengages. Another coach grasps a pitcher in the same spot of the shirt. And an older gentleman, who we presume to be the head coach, just based on his age and age alone, being the head coach, puts goes around the goes around the coach and like I think he wanted to grab him but didn't know where to grab him and pulls his arms back and then escorts him out of out of camera view. I don't know if he escorted him to the bull to the to the clubhouse or or what because they obviously were it looked like they were playing in a pretty large stadium so I imagine there was an MLB stadium or underground locker room of some sort um, but I doubt he saw the field again <clears throat> but my first thoughts on it watching it were pitcher probably pitcher definitely could have handled it differently but I have a <laughs> I have a large issue with coaches putting their hands on kids in the manner that was done in that particular video so well we had this discussion when we were talking about nate oats i mean i have less of a problem with coaches putting their hands on their own players than i do with them putting their hands on other teams players but i still have an issue with it if you're doing it like that you don't grab a kid dude the last time the last time I saw someone grab someone it, by their chest, the chest of their shirt, there were punches being thrown a few seconds later. 
Hell yeah. That's not something you do. Like, that's not. And you had two different coaches grab this kid like that. He's he's literally, he's backed into the fucking wall of the dugout. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I'm. And I, I will reiterate what I have said before. I don't care how much money, and this is a this is a kid in the the University of Louisiana Raging Cajuns, which they're a good baseball team, but it's it ain't we're not talking about LSU, right? I don't care how much this kid makes. I don't care if he's got fifty million NIL contracts. I don't care if he gets a free Chevy Silverado from. Don's car shop. He's a kid, and you have three grown ass dudes putting your fucking hands on this kid. I wouldn't have blamed him a bit if he would have just <laughs> right handed just fact hooked is, that presumed pitching coach. I don't know the kid's name. I kind of want to find out. I'd be, I'd be. It would be. Shocking, shocking to me to find out at the end of the season that he is not transferring. Right. If 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 your coaches don't even have enough fucking wherewithal or respect not to put hands on you like that, I don't care what you said. The fact is, it's very clear that that like the first the first thing he said is, "What the fuck are we doing?" Which, yeah, okay. You probably shouldn't walk back to the dugout and question, you know, your coaches. Right. Probably not a great first move. However, does not warrant someone putting hands on you. You see a number on this kid? No, I saw a number on the coach. I think the coach is 28. 28, but... Um, his name is Jack Martinez. He is out of Corpus Christi, Texas. What year is he? That's what that's the important part. He is a junior and has been at Louisiana since high school. No, he was at Trinity. So this is his first year at Louisiana. He was at Trinity University. D3 out of Texas last year. So the second coach is Seth Thibodeau. He's an associate head coach. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think the... Uh... Gunner Legger. No. You think that's the first guy? I think that's the first guy. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, that's the first guy. Thibodeau looks like the second guy. But that head coach does not look like the third guy. No, it looks like Chris Domingue, who's the academic and camp coordinator. 
on the support staff. Yeah, but surely not, right? That wouldn't be a I don't guy. Know, in I the... don't know why he would be in the dugout in a uniform. Yeah, I don't. That seems kind of. That would be kind of weird. I think. Based off, no, I tell you what, that that third guy was the head coach. Hundred percent. It was Matt Deggs. Is he just hundred percent? He has twenty eight on it. It was hundred percent him. Okay. So your your head coach, your associate head coach, and your pitching coach, pitching coach, just manhandling you. Yep. Transfer, bud. Yeah. So, Legger was a 2017 semifinalist for the Golden Spikes at Louisiana under Hall of Fame head coach Tony Robichaux and is the career leader, school's career leader in starts at 53. Innings pitched at 328, wins at 24, and strikeouts at 288. None of that gives you right to put hands on nobody. Nope. But not, I went back and watched it again. I, had, I saw it pulled up. This dude puts hands on him before he even gets down the stairs completely. He's not even done talking yet. He hadn't even said what he was going to no. say yet. He's barely at the bottom of the stairs, and he's like, nope, here's your shirt. It's in my hand, and you're going this way. And then that, ah. So, word to the wise for all the future coaches out there. Don't put your fucking hands on no fucking kids just because they mouth off, man. Yeah. There's other ways to handle that. I mean, pull him and bench him. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, don't let him play. It's a whole lot better way to handle it than 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 making an ass out of yourself on TV. Yeah, and the fucking world with the internet. Yeah, if there's a fucking camera, like, I mean, have a little bit of fucking situational awareness about yourself too. Well, like you said, you're playing in a major league ballpark. You know, there's fucking cameras there. Yeah. No, that was uh, and it is it is being shared all over. Well, all yeah, it should be over. It should be. All right, uh, college basketball. We got to talk about these uh, these fucking hogs, man. Let's hear so. It. Season sweep A&M, season sweep Missouri. Neither team, you know, is relevant. Then you turn around and you lose, what, three a three-point game to Vandy? Yeah. So, I sent it to you. And we talked about it a little bit. The poll. 
how interested you are in the. Oh, <laughs> um, I went and voted too. By the way, did you? I'm assuming yeah. you voted the same way. I did. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So the poll was like one to ten, one being the lowest, ten being the highest. So one to five is like one side, and then six to ten. How interested are you in the rest of the season? And when I voted. One to five was ninety one percent. It was so I voted shortly after our conversation. It was still at ninety one percent, but yeah. I wonder. It's tough. While you're it's looking, tough. while you're talking about this group, I'm gonna go see if I can find a uh, see if I can find the results on it. So it was kind of cool though, because so Hagen Smith and Caleb Battle both got SEC. Player of the week. Well, actually, Hagen Smith got national pitcher of the week, um, but he got SEC player of the week. Uh, Caleb Battle got SEC player of the week in basketball. They had a pretty good weekend last weekend, and then they play Vandy this week, and they just—it's like all the progress they've made in the last two games just stopped. Fucking window. Yeah, we just, yeah. We won a couple games, we're back, and then they just show, show up and don't give a shit. Which is not actually, they played a lot better than they than they had previously. I mean, they scored 80-something points. But it's <clears throat> such a lack of defense with this team. Um, Which is lack of discipline. Yeah. Oh, uh, absolutely. Um, I think it's I think it's interesting or it's uh, relevant. The uh, the rumors about Mus not wanting to stay in Fayetteville. Yeah, and I'm. I'm... So they started around the, I don't know how, they started getting loud where I was reading it and hearing it around the, the Devo time. So I don't know if it was, if it came out, if it was before that, after that, I don't have a clue, but it is, it's, it's not as loud as it was. It's still there. Um, but if it is. If it is a thing, I'm curious how much the fan base plays in the, not necessarily the decision, but the thought process of of that whole thing. Just the, the scrutiny, the unrealistic expectations. Yeah, and not necessarily unrealistic expectations in basketball because everybody's like, "Oh, they suck." He needs to go. They need to do something different. Well, and we talked. We you asked me this the other day. Would you trade the last two to three years with what this basketball team did for a a good regular season this year? No, I wouldn't. What's well, the same guy? All these yeah, people want to get I mean, rid of him. That's what they want to do. They want to trade. Trade all those tournament wins for for oh we we suck for one season, 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm I not mean, fucking happy about it either, man. But it it happens. Yeah. Cal so, missed I'm the curious. tournament a few years ago. Yeah. He's guess where he still is. I still think that Kentucky. motherfucker got an extension since then. Actually, oh, I think right. I think between now and the time they met the year they missed the tournament, I think he's had an ex- an extension since then. So yeah, like oh, and and I know the re- oh fucking Musselman ain't Calipari. Yeah, no shit, no shit. Musselman has a lot more tournament wins in the last three years than Calipari does. Yeah, Bill Self takes his Kansas teams down to UCF and loses. Then loses at home to BYU and the, like no one, yeah, no one's in calling for Bill Self's head. Calling, yeah, they're not calling for Bill Self to be fucking tarred and feathered in the streets. Like, right? <laughs> Arkansas fans I'm, are so fucking ridiculous, man. If it is true, I'm just curious if I'm. Obviously, he probably would never say it, but I'm curious if like if someone could get him to like how much. How much of it is a is a fan base thing? Oh, the fact is like, is. I wouldn't blame him. Oh, no. I have a feeling a lot of it, just because it's it's been a hot topic of conversation ever since it came out, just the what seems to be the lack, I wouldn't say the lack of, because it's still millions of dollars getting flowed into it, but the the lack of comparable NIL money coming into the university compared to other SEC schools. It's an excuse. It is an excuse. Absolutely an excuse. I don't think it's a very good one. But it's one that's there that can be used. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, not wrong. Um, so I did find this. You had 280 votes total. 87.1 percent of those votes said their interest is one through five. 12.9 said six to ten. I I want to meet those 12.9 percent people. <laughs> well, those like are the people. Conversation with, with them. Those are people that have the unrealistic expectations. No, I feel like those are the people who, I feel like those are probably the people who don't give a shit about baseball. Because I feel like anyone who has even half of a care about baseball just doesn't care that basketball's on anymore. Right. Like, they're just, it's like, whatever. I don't know. I could be wrong about that. That's just, that just seems to be the case. Um... I don't know. I didn't watch. I, I I probably won't pay too much attention to uh, to the rest of college basketball until March Madness starts. Because, I mean, I mean, that's really the only interesting thing left. I mean, our last two games was what Tennessee or not Tennessee, Kentucky and Kentucky tomorrow. Is it Tennessee? Is it is that our other? I'm trying to get it pulled up. Uh, it, or no, Kentucky LSU. And like Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, Kentucky at, at Kentucky, then at home against LSU at Alabama to finish it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we have three. The, the next three games are three losses. That's cool. So oh, yeah. happy. Super happy about that. I bet I could probably go. I, I bet I could drive the 45 minutes to Rupp and go to this game for like $12. Well, by God, let's just find out. It's probably not that cheap, but it's definitely probably cheaper than the 250 or whatever it was before the season started. Tickets. 
So vivid seats, you could go for ninety. It's better than what the preseason tickets were. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't really have a whole lot of college basketball. Like I said, I'm I'm kind of checked out until March Madness. So I don't have anything. Uh, the only thing I have, Candace Wise, is apparently McCullers had a good. So he's been out. I think he's missed five at less. He's that's or, the only reason y'all have lost a game. The only reason. The on, there's no other reason you could possibly lose other than one player being hurt. Who said that? I'm just fucking with you because that's what all the yeah. shitty Kansas fans have been saying. Yeah, that is true. Um, but apparently he has been making good progress and self has self said today that if he went full full speed today and tomorrow that there was a chance he could play. But if he did y'all not got Baylor, right? Ooh, don't get me lying, buddy. I think y'all got Baylor. This should be a pretty good pretty good game. See if I can find it quick. Um, let's just see what they have left because I really don't have a clue what they have left. I've we not got watched Baylor tomorrow. Baylor sure. tomorrow at Baylor, and then we have Kansas State at home, and then at number one Houston to finish it out. That's a pretty good little three game slate there, bud. Yeah, it's a tough little stretch. Well, McCullers will be back. For some of them, at least, uh, I wouldn't be shocked. I w- it wouldn't surprise me at all if he didn't play the next two. I'd be a little bit shocked if he didn't play at Houston, but depending on what happens with the next two, would kind of dictate that. I don't but think I would he be, would be comfortable. I would not be K State. I, I mean, probably not, but. I mean, you also. Well, if they're saying there's a chance he's ready to go tomorrow, I mean, surely he should be good to go by Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, there's a chance. I mean, I don't know. If he doesn't play the next two, I think they'll hold him out until earliest Big Twelve tournament. Potentially, just wait for the the big dance. We'll make sure he's as close to 100% as he can get. You got to play, though. If you're healthy, you got to play. I don't disagree. I just don't know. Especially a team like Kansas. Like, it's not really a team where you just don't really take rest day. They don't take load management days at Kansas. Right. No, I agree with you. But we'll see what happens. They're 9-6 and six in conference, which is just fucking wild tournament team man but other than that i don't got anything hey it happens dude that's what my whole i know it happens muscleman shit man it fucking happens yeah if they lose the next three do you understand what that would mean for ku basketball i mean to finish 500 (laughs) in conference it yeah, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be very good. But but, but it, it but, doesn't get their it doesn't get your fucking coach fired either. But but 
at the end of the day, you finish 500 in conference, which, by the way, certainly plausible. With those three games, those three teams oh, that you're 100%. playing against, certainly plausible that that happens. 100%. Um, but nobody, you would be an idiot to say that Bill Self needs to be fired because of that. Oh, 100%. Anyway, I don't have any more college basketball stuff unless you want to talk about Kansas. So, nope, I'm good. I got a couple MLB tidbits and then uh, I'm good if you are. Um, I Cardinals big time cards moves this week. Signed Brandon Crawford. Apparently, he said that he was no longer wanted in San Francisco. Which is certainly likely. I think he had a sub-200 batting average last year. Um, right. And then just came through, or just saw it anyway, uh, Matt Chapman going to San Francisco. Okay. Signed a... What did he sign? I just, I just had it pulled up. $54 million for why do they they gotta drag these articles out like they don't just tell you it's three years <laughs> they gotta suck you in and make you sit there for the whole thing three three years 54 million apparently it's very similar to the Bellinger deal in Chicago. Um so I mean, Matt Chapman just won a gold glove last year. Yeah. I don't think Cody Bellinger won a gold glove last year. But don't you know, believe so. Whatever, bro. Uh <laughs> so I don't know. What you got, bro? digging looking there was a picture that i saw on twitter earlier today of yadier molina and i don't know if he's doing it i don't know what he's doing um but he's in i was trying to find it so i could show it to you oh he's a manager he's a he's a manager of a uh of one of the is it dr teams I so it must be a, a DR one of the DR leagues, and he's a manager of one of the teams down there. Or he bought. I mean, he may be like an owner or something. I, I don't. But I know he's a manager of one of the teams. Well, he's in Cubs gear. For fucking. And I what? wish. I don't know. I wish I could find it because I can't. I can't find it now. Um, Better take it off. <laughs> but he had a Cubs hat on and the Cubs. Short sleeve wind shirt on, and I was like, "What?" But I should. I wish I would have screenshot it, but I can't. I can't find it now. But I thought it was hilarious. Um. Hey man, spring training's underway. Cards <laughs> beat the Mets today. <laughs> what? 
there so reddit cfb's twitter account said uh, we have received a leaked conversation of the sec commissioner's first reaction to a new proposal for a 16 team cfp with nine sec auto bids <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's like very like shittily photoshopped and it says greg sankey and it says holy fuck <laughs> that bracket of yours is absurd <laughs> that's pretty good that's pretty good content right there dude i'm i'm happy with that (laughs) nine nine sec team auto bit that's funny um i got a little bit of the nfl draft you want to go there for a minute um Uh, send it bro there was i don't i don't have the kid's name um I want to say it was the Texas kid. Te- I, don't, I can't think of the kid's name at all. Um, big boy, big lineman. Ran like a five and a half 40. And smooth. Tavondre Sweat is his name. Uh, let me see if I can find it on Twitter real quick. Andre Sweat. Andre Sweat, 366 pounds, ran his combine 40 yard dash at 527. His adjusted 40 time at his height and weight is like a 180 pound defensive back running a 4.26. Damn. And he ain't running like no big boy. This dude is running like a fucking linebacker. Um, there's some other. There, this is the fast. This is going to be a very fast draft. I have a feeling. Um, there's a pretty big DN. A couple, couple of big DNs that ran. Um, I think one of them ran a four four eight. Um, they're they're quick. They're fast. But when I saw Tavondre Sweats, I was like, you like that's insane. 366 pounds in five seconds. Like that is hauling. I want him chasing me for no reason. So I found this Ocho Cinco tweet about the uh about well, is a Robert Griffin the third tweet about the the combine and then uh the comments this is why i don't talk to people this is why i don't have nfl conversations with people some of these people have shitty takes um but anyway the rg3 tweet um i never really thought about it but he's got this kid um so the nfl combine record for the 40 is 422 right mm-hmm. um this dude is a track star he runs a 412 at 85 percent effort fucking hell and the point he's making is that there's the difference between football and track when you talk about like speed that football and track right. are like it's a whole different level um but some of these comments are, are just kind of goofy um 
this dude said, which actually this uh, this dude is is kind of funny. He said, "Can he can he do that and catch a football over the middle?" Like, <laughs> yeah, that'd be you know, of course, like this different different skill set, right? Like, right. Um, but this dude said. There's a massive difference between running and throwing a ball with pads and helmet on versus a combine with no equipment. Players that are quicker can throw in pads is most important. The combine doesn't represent true physical prowess versus one in pads. It's a fact. I just want to point out, just because you say it's a fact at the end of your doesn't tweet make it doesn't make it a fact. Right. I know it's hard for some people to understand. I just want to put that out there now that that it's a fact what it's i'm saying fact is that fact. your fact not is not a fact yeah yeah it's what i'm saying is a fact and it's true because i said it's a fact um yeah so oh this guy track is for the guys who are too soft and lack the ball skills to play football I don't agree with that. Tyreek Hill's a track star. Same, same guy. Coleman's entire livelihood is based on running as fast as possible in a straight line, not tackling, catching a football, or blocking, etc. So, yeah, he might be faster than NFL players. No shit. Like, why are you fucking... I mean, this dude's essentially shit-talking this guy because he doesn't play football. Right. Um, a couple other just 40 stats I want to throw out at you just because we're talking about that I can move on. They're just they're just shocking to me. Um, the Toledo DB, I think, was the fastest, wasn't he? I believe so. He was like a 4-2-5 or something. Uh, McLaughlin showed out, apparently, at the Combine. Which is good for him. Um, Devin Culp tied in for the Washington Huskies last year, or two months ago. 447 tied in. I mean, the way tight ends are now, that's, I mean, that's not real. It's not super surprising anymore, but Ben Sennett, Kansas State tight end, 468. Um, I mean, this is a fast, fast fucking group. Uh, Nate Wiggins had the fastest day 240 at 428. Um, trying to find day one. Defensive line top performers in the 40-yard dash. Dallas Turner, Alabama, 446. Um... The slowest one in that top ten is four six six. Is Jean Baptiste out of Notre Dame? Leatu Latu out of UCLA at four six four. Those are some big motherfuckers hauling ass. Uh, linebackers. Have to now. 
NC State, Peyton Wilson, a 4-4-3. Slowest one, Cedric Grant of North Carolina, 4-6-4. Uh, 2024, this, I mean, it doesn't shock me, um, at all. Top tight end production scores from the combine 99 Brock Bowers. Yeah. As expected. Uh, yeah. I can't find the day ones, the day one list, but. I just wanted to top speed in the 40 yard dash in the combine for cornerbacks. Nate Wiggins, 24 miles an hour. That is fucking insane. But I just want to bring that up just because mainly to Andre Sweat. Like, that's a very large man moving very, very fast. Yeah, did you bring it out? Get out of the fucking way, bud. I mean, my God, dude. you can have, have a rough day if you stand in front of that. Because I don't know. Look, he may be fast, man. I don't know how fast he can stop. Oh, he ain't stopping unless he hits until he hits you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how quick this dude can can slow down. So you know, you might want to. So Braden Fisk out of Florida State is six three and five eight, two hundred ninety two pounds, defensive lineman, defensive tackle, four seven eight in the forty, thirty three and a half vertical jump, nine foot nine inch broad jump. <laughs> it was the kid who had the eleven foot four broad. I don't know, but just the fact that a defensive fucking tackle is standing still and jumping damn near 10 fucking feet away in that my god yeah it is pretty uh like i said though nowadays man like these dudes they you know they got to be able to do that shit absolutely that's all i got the nfl's and pretty much anything else. I don't see much else. Chiefs are working on a extension to keep Chris Jones. They're optimistic. They feel like it's going to be done. Likely four years, thirty million, roundabouts of eighty-two to eighty-four guaranteed. Um, they did release Marquez Valdez Scantling. Good. Freed up twelve million in cap space. Um. They had a meeting, or they had a combine meeting with one one receiver, Xavier Worthy out of Texas. So I don't know if they're going to do anything in the free agency market to get a, a veteran receiver, or if they're just going to go off the draft like they did last year with a guy like Rasheed Rice. But we'll see what happens. Apparently, Mike Evans is going to test free agency. He's not going to go back to Tampa Bay, sounds like. I don't blame him. No, I think that would be a... Money's right. I think that'd be a good pickup. Oh, you talking about for him to go to KC? Hundred percent. You're high. Why? They ain't spending no money on that dude. You got twelve million dollars, bro. You can't afford no fucking Mike Evans. 
you're out of your mind. No, I'm bro. not saying the replace. I'm not saying replace him for the money of, of Valdez Scantling. I'm saying that releasing him freed up twelve million more in cap space. Yeah, twelve million 12 on million top of cap. what? On top of what? Oh, I don't. I'm you lost bad. your fucking mind. You ain't getting no damn Mike Evans, don't you? You might, you might as well release every fucking receiver you got on the team. What did that motherfucker make last year? It don't matter what he made last year. It's what he's worth now. And he's worth more than you can afford. Let's see, his market value average annual is 23.8. Yeah, good fucking luck, buddy. Good luck. Behind Stephon Diggs at 24, Cooper Cup at 26.7, Tyreek at 30, and Devontae Adams at 28. Yeah, good luck. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying. No, 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 no. no. I know you're not because you'd be a fucking idiot to think that you could, that you could afford Mike Evans outside of getting rid of like half of the people that make up your team. He made 13 last year. That ain't what he's going to make this year. In salary. No, I'm just saying, I'm just telling you what he made last year. Calm down. I'm No, I'm not calling. No, because you out here talking about you, y'all about y'all going to go try to get Mike Evans. I'm No, I didn't say we were going to try. I said I would like for them, if the money was right, to go for a guy like that. It's not. I already mm. spoke with the Chiefs financial advisor. He said that he said they didn't. He said they didn't have enough money. Apparently, you did. I did. No, I just um, you know, I know how to do basic fucking math. Twenty-four million dollars a year. First of all, he you're, he probably I don't know that he necessarily makes the twenty-four, but <laughs> y'all had cap space problems last year. Yeah, the cap went up again too. Oh, did it go up $20 million? Uh, I want to say it went up like, it went up a significant amount. So the cap's at 255, four, 255, oh, 400. Let's just see. It was 224.8 last year. So it went up $30 million. Your current cap space, okay, you with me? I'm listening. Your current cap space is $3.4 million. Yep. And it looks like if 255 is what it's at, you said it went up to 255? It went up to 255 from 224. Okay. So the 3.4 million is at the 255 cap. Right. So now granted, 
I'm looking. It doesn't. Yeah, it looks like they're they've already accounted for for the roster move. So MVS isn't on there. God, but like, like some of these, so your left guard, your cap hit from your left guard is 27 million. Yeah, there's a, you'll see some, so. You'll see a restructure on Mahomes' contract. You'll see a restructure. A lot of these large cap hits, you're going to see a restructure on. Okay. So how do you restructure the guaranteed money? Signing bonus. Okay. See, that doesn't make sense, though, because... Look at Patrick. Look at, are you looking at the structure? Or are you looking... What What are you looking at? I'm on Sport Track and I'm just looking at the the earning okay. structure. So here, I'm sending you a link because this I think this has more. I'm not looking at what you're looking at, but I think this probably has more info than what you're looking at. So Did you see it? Yeah. No, I'm looking at it. So the issue like what you're talking about with the restructuring, if you look at Patrick Mahomes, the issue isn't the, the 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 salary; it's the signing bonus and the guaranteed money in the first place. So, at twenty million guaranteed for Jawan Taylor, yeah, that's fucking absurd. The highest fucking penalized goddamn player in the NFL. I mean, so he's twenty five million cap right there. Jawan Taylor is. Is he a, a five million dollar signing bonus and twenty million guaranteed? No. Yeah. So. I just don't, I don't know. Think you this guys... is shit I was reading that they were talking about restruct doing restructures and right. freeing up cap space. So I don't know. I don't know where it comes. I'm don't get paid that money, nor do I have that educational level of integrity or intelligence. So I'll leave it up to the to those people. But what's wild is looking at like these the guaranteed salaries and how many of like all the zeros. Yeah, you should look at the guaranteed for uh, for twenty twenty five. Fucking hell! 
That's their entire <laughs> base salary. That's their, so outside of Patrick, obviously, because what he's guaranteed is essentially his the remaining amount of his contract. Um, but look at Trent McDuffie, George Karloftis, and uh, that guy who I can't. I'm not even gonna try. Um, and Uzuma. <laughs> look at their base salary, and then look at the guaranteed money. Like they're they're just they they're literally just making their their base salary. Right. Um, but you got you know look at Jawan Taylor. So Jawan, they're off the hook for Jawan Taylor after that. They've already paid him. Oh, and Kelsey. Kelsey's a zero for this coming year too. Yeah, he's he's already gotten paid. That's why they've already. Yeah. yeah. So McDuffie and Karloftis, they don't, uh, they don't save any money by cutting guys like that. Like those guys that their guaranteed salary they owe that. You can't just cut those guys, and save that money. Right. Not that they would. Those guys. I'm just saying, like. Let's see. So, like, Rishi Rice, right? Yeah, can't cut him. Where's your other? Where's KT? There he is. Well, you can cut him, but you're not really saving anything. Still right. got to pay him his salary. Uh, yeah, zero. See, see where it says zero on the cap savings for Kadarius yeah. Tony. Yeah. Who thought that was a good fucking idea? Right. Now see all these other guys down here, like, um, uh, like Montreal, Washington, Keontae Ingram, Ian book. So see how it shows zero on dead money, but nine eighty five on cap savings. Mm-hmm. Yeah cut those motherfuckers. Well, I mean, obviously not those guys specifically, but like, that's where you're saving your money at. Now that's only, that's less than a million dollars a person. So you'd have right. to cut a bunch of fucking dudes to make any money off that. But like, look, so like Justin Reed, right? 10, almost $11 million cap saving cap savings. If you, yeah. if you, not that you want to, right? But right, it's eleven million dollars that you could free up. I'm just saying, you know. There's obviously stuff that they can do, but there, dude, there's not enough on here. I don't think there's not enough on here to oh to make a run at a at a Mike Evans. No, there's not at no, all. No, not to not to get Mike Evans. Nah, but you'll get like fucking Rondell Moore or <laughs> some fucking somebody like that. But that's all I got, buddy. Yeah, me too. All right, Jim. I guess we'll uh, reconvene. What next Saturday? 
Yep, the night. I do. Word. Wahala. Alright, see ya.